15 years, roughly. Um, after I uh, graduated from college, moved to New York, is out there, um, and I was went there because my uh, my creative ADD works really well there. Where you know. I can do a lot of different things creatively and New York allows those opportunities to come out. So I used to be, you know, just doing magazines and then I was doing illustration and animation and then I hopped to design and also did some web development. And that's just on the professional end. But then on the on my other skills in terms of like hip hop and uh, things like that, kind of got back into uh, DJing again. And I used to DJ a lot when I was in um, high school, going into college, and it was really, really fun. Kind of fell off a little bit, came back in college, fell off again a little bit, and then out in New York, had the opportunity to start DJing again. And I uh, taught one of my good friends, Tim Gray, and he introduced, he'd already been in the party scene for a long time, uh, amazing uh, uh, host and charming dude, but he, once I kind of guy gave him some lessons on DJing, just the basics, because he already had an amazing ear. He started to DJ as well and then started to hang with other like-minded DJs. One of those like-minded DJs was DJ Kamish and um, spun a couple parties with him. We vibe really, really well. He was a big, big sports dude, but also uh, really dope just because, you know, he's been a professional DJ almost, I think he's on his 20th year now of like, this is my main thing that I'm doing. And um, he's always been really, really good at, you know, branding the type of parties that he has, but he also has been really good at um, his types of music that he goes as well. So um, I wanted to give a conversation with him because, you know, prior to COVID, he was booked solid all through the uh, the year. So he had weddings, he had corporate gigs, he had his own parties going on. Um, his birthday party was a real good party that everyone would go to as well. And uh, he had a popular happy hour in uh, Manhattan and everything else. So I wanted to give a conversation with him because, you know, when COVID hit, his whole year was done. Like, all his business, 95% of the business was basically done. So he had to adapt and uh, roll with the punches of COVID and figure out a way to A, get back revenue in terms of his money, but then also to B, you know, figure out what being a DJ in a COVID life um, kind of happens to you. So I think D Nice helped us with a little bit of uh, the Instagram parties and that kind of stuff. But, you know, overnight or over actually a couple of months, you know, DJs had to learn how to stream and learn how to have better audio quality for, you know, this uh, streaming life net that we live in now. And um, I thought Kamish really pivoted really well and kind of embraced the change and then figured out a way how he can carve a niche out for himself. So this episode of My Friends Are Fresh is featuring DJ Kamish. All right, and now I'm, I'm with uh, DJ Kamish. Uh, you know, he's DJing out in New York. And uh, Kamish, how's it going, man? I'm good, man. Just uh, just uh, trying to get things together. Uh, um, just keeping busy and and, and and moving along in this pandemic life. I know. <laughs> now, I know Kamish because we're both in Geek Chic DJs. We're both DJs. Um, he's been DJing for well over 20 years. Um, mm-hmm. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I don't think you've had an actual quote-unquote job <laughs> besides being a DJ. I did. I, I was um, actually working at Goldman Sachs from 2004 to 2007. I got out just Maybe eight or nine months before the crash. Oh, okay. Nice, nice. Yeah. 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 So yeah, and so you know, the cool thing about DC DJs is like all of us, it's it's not like a hardcore crew, it's a very more loose collective, kind of us sharing a lot of information together and just kind of learning together as well. But then all of us are great DJs in our own right. So it's really cool to have kind of folks you can kind of talk to, like, hey, how do you use this? Or, you know, 
I'm just, I'm working on this. What, what can you guys, what do you guys think about it? Stuff like that. So I like that our little collective that we've been kind of rocking with has been fun to like swap uh, ideas and, and, uh, and info with. Yeah, but, absolutely. We've been, we've been more like a family where we can, you know, share those type of, you know, those type of ideas and, and info and, and just keep up, keep ourselves up to date on what's going on and the changes within, yeah. within the industry, which is great. Yeah, one hundred percent. And so pre-COVID, you were pretty much booked all year for like weddings, you know, events, whether it's corporate events. You know, you do a lot of corporate events, you do a lot of weddings, mm-hmm. and like you know, you're more of a veteran DJ. So when you're a veteran DJ, you are doing more events as opposed to just like spending every week and make sure you're in a club and that kind of stuff. Um, right. Then COVID hit, and you just went. <laughs> I mean, uh, I would say. 96, 97% of the business gone. Yeah. And <laughs> I would say that. And that's literally, that was literally like in a week. Yeah. I mean, well, really overnight. Like, you know, I, March 11th was a Thursday. Um, actually, a month to the day after my birthday. So March 11th was a Thursday. I did my regular vice party. I came home. And I watched Sports Center and realized that the NBA canceled their season. And uh, it's funny because March 12th was a Friday. I was supposed to go to the Big East tournament at Madison Square Garden. We had a St. John's had a noon game at the Garden against Creighton, and I knew we was going to beat them. And I had tickets. And, um, you know, they announced overnight that they wasn't going to allow fans to go. But I was going on behalf of the coaching staff so I could still go. Right. Mm. And I got up that morning. I said. It was supposed to be a doubleheader. It was an afternoon doubleheader and then the evening doubleheader. I said, if this game is played at noon, there won't be a two o'clock game. So there's no need for me to go. Yep. It's a good bet. <laughs> right. So, uh, and, 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 and a good friend of mine who I always do with my birthday party with, uh, he went to, he had the other ticket. So he went to the game because he was already in the city and working. I live in Westchester. So I had to come into the city. And uh, he called me when he got there. I was like, I was like, the ACC just canceled their tournament and they walk in Florida State on the floor. I was like, your game is not going to end yep. at the game. <laughs> Your game is going to be over by halftime. He was like, yo, they warm yeah. up now. I'm like, all right, you're going to watch this game, but it's going to be over by halftime. He's like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, they're not. Where did, I was like, yo, the only go, you're the only game in town in the country right now. Yep. Period. 100%. Now they're looking at y'all like y'all crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. Once that's the ACC canceled, nuts. the Big East, everybody's looking at the Big East like, yo, what's your problem? <laughs> it was like, all right. And they cancel it at halftime. And then, uh, so then we had a conversation, you know, about a week after that, just about technology-wise and transitioning to, like, streaming stuff. Because you were talking about, hey, you know, D-Nice, like, had recently, this is, man, I can listen to the year already. Yeah, he, you know, he hopped on Instagram. He did, like, three hours. It was really big. You know, Michelle Obama was on it, this and that. So all the DJs were kind of like, oh, crap, I should probably start streaming. And so where everyone was kind of scrambling to making sure we had the right technology and that kind of stuff. Now, how was your transition going from like not having to work? Like you're not a tech dude, but you're not not a tech dude. <laughs> Listen, I had nothing. Like I had, <laughs> I had my phone, and I didn't have uh, anything. So I had to wait 
to even start streaming. I had to wait like a month, almost a month and a half, because you know at that time there was a I was a rush to get an iRig. The iRigs were gone everywhere. The Logitech webcams were gone. You couldn't find them at all. Um, uh, everything was on back order. And then somehow we found out about the GoPro and I was able to get one before that went out. Yep. Um, and that was the only reason why I was able to get started in April as compared to May and June, which some people yeah. had to wait that long because they were so, everything was on back order. Yeah, that's all. And then you started, you that, was, that was, and then that was early. Yeah, you talked about early. So then you were doing like, what, five days a week almost? Yeah, five days a week. And that was pre before Instagram got wise and started to, to cut everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we were still getting cut then, but um, but then they really, really clamped down on it, um, you know, as the summer wore on. And, it, you know, to be quite honest, it ended up becoming just a handful of DJs who were able to do yeah. to be on that platform without any interruptions, without yeah. the normal interruptions. Exactly. So, yeah. And then, and I, and I've, you know, I've been on the entertainment um, industry, so I know that's that's awesome. Hey, I have a rep at Instagram. I need that. I need that uh, waitlist before you before I go on type of shit. Um, right. Now, for you, you know, making that transition, I know that you like 90, 90 plus of 90 percent of your business got cut. So that's all your monies. So transitioning mm-hmm. into like streaming stuff, how was like the funds work? Like, were you just getting a cash app or people just, you know, what that? Because that was the thing that was kind of interesting to me because I know a lot of DJs are just kind of throwing, yo, if you guys got, you know, want a tip or whatnot, which again, we're DJs, we don't necessarily accept tips unless it's like 100 bucks. But <laughs> right, so, right, right, right. But and that's, that's in real life. But now in, here we are in the virtual world. You know, I'm starting to see more people actually being probably more generous now than they were before because I think they're now starting to appreciate us as DJs than they did when they were just at the bar or at the club. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, most of my most of my uh, tip money and and the stuff in the beginning went strictly to. I mean, even to the to this day, it still goes to it, but went to um, you know trying to reinvest. Um, because it was such a rush to get stuff to be compatible for the for the programs that you were on, whether whether mm-hmm. it was Instagram Live, and then for me, um, you know, Instagram Live was easy. It was just getting the GoPro, um, not GoPro, but Go Mixer. I keep saying GoPro, but <laughs> Roland Go Mixer. Yeah, um, it was it was easy to to not easy, but it was affordable to get that right. It wasn't easy because of the availability of the actual product. Um, uh, but, you know, I learned about Twitch early. So, you know, I was trying to, <laughs> here's a funny thing. I was trying to do simulcast at the time. Mm. That's when I was trying to do, I was working with Stream. So I was trying to do, you know, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitch all at the same time. Realizing, I'm not realizing that it was difficult to do all three because Instagram was on its own platform. So I had the Go Mixer hooked to Instagram, so the sound there was great. But then I was using my webcam and going internally on my computer to go through Twitch and uh, Facebook, and all of that sounded terrible. All of it. It was a really bad idea. Right. Yeah. Not only did it sound terrible, but the webcam wasn't that great. 
It just looked and sounded terrible, right? Well, and it's um, funny because it's not even that even like you're going hearing you go through this, like you had like political uh shows and you know, Congress people with shitty webcams, uh Wi-Fi oh, yeah. going out, audio oh, yeah. was horrible. So it was like a collective thing where everybody was getting it. Cause I thought about it at first, I was kinda like, you know, what most of these Congress people have horrible phones anyways, like flip phones and shit like that. So I was surprised mm-hmm. that like when I, you know, you're watching an interview. And it's like 480p, you know, like they started to do the, <laughs> and so for DJs, you know, we were, a lot of us were like on the forefront of that technology quick. And you, as you said, we had a conversation because you're running everything off your Mac and you're kind of, I was like, yo man, you're going to have to get another, uh, another computer <laughs> yeah. just to organize all of that aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah. I had to do all of that stuff. And, and to a certain degree, I still couldn't do it. Right. So like, um, what I end up doing well, that's fast forwarding, but um, what I end up doing was I'm still doing everything off one computer, but I end up rebuilding the computer because um, I couldn't afford at that time to get a second computer at mm. X amount of dollar rate, which I'm still trying to figure that out now. But what I could do is rebuild what I have to make sure that I am compatible. Yeah. And I had I had a, I had a guy I have a I have a friend who is a DJ, but he also worked at Apple. So he knew how to okay. he, knew, he knew exactly what I needed. You know, you got to have friends in this business. <laughs> you got to have friends. So, so are you um, saying your friends are fresh? Yes, they are. <laughs> yes, they are. You have to have fresh friends. You know what I mean? Like, it's, 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 uh, listen, D nice wouldn't be where he is if oh, he didn't have friends. 100%. And I think that's the thing that I was trying to explain that to a lot of people. I'm like, yo, D-Nice is nice. He's not super dope. He's not greatest of all time, but he's doing a, he is, he fit, he hit a nice uh, streak and a nice route in a lane that worked for him. And it was perfect. And that actually helped everyone else too, because now people were actually looking for DJs to like listen to on these different platforms. And so, like right. you're on, you're, like right now, you're on Twitch, and then you're also on Mixcloud as well. Because Mixcloud has their own streaming situation. They do, they do. Um, and I'm not on there as often as I should be, um, but they have actually, they have the best scenario for DJs. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is, is that they're the only ones in the world who pay their own royalties, who pay royalties. Mm-hmm. So. You know, if you're if you're on there and you're and you're doing your shows or whatever, not only do you will not be cut off ever. You don't ever have to worry about that. But Miss Cloud also automatically records the audio of your mixes. So whenever you do go off air, you can go back into Mix Cloud like maybe 20 minutes or 30 minutes or so. And your audio is sitting there ready, ready to go, yeah, ready to go. And if you wanted to post that to your audience, you can post that to your audience. Yeah. And so now you got more um, different ways, to, uh, different avenues to, to represent as a DJ because you got your live stream, you got your audio of that, you know, and then like for you, as you were starting to figure out your uh, Instagram situation, you started, you made um, Coffee Break. And so how did Coffee Break kind of come around? Coffee Break is, and, and shout out to my homie Suzette, Coffee Break was her idea because um, she was like, because uh, I didn't know what to do. I was I was going to try to uh, bring some of my branded events to Instagram. And um, that was the idea originally. Um, 
But, you know, I was hemming and hawing about that. And she was like, well, you know, you don't really need to be on there that long. You should do coffee break. I was like, what is coffee break? She's like, you know, you can just do a 30-minute mix while people are at work. They literally take this coffee break, you know, go get a, go get yourself a cup, listen to you, spin, and then 30 minutes and you're gone. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. That's a good idea. So I end up starting that um, off of her suggestion. And um, and then we started building on it. You know, people people like the idea. They like the concept. And then we started building on it and, and starting to incorporate coffee and tea for real um, to the point where we um, were, you know, each week we were on Instagram on a Wednesday trying out different minority-owned coffee and tea companies. Yeah, that's. I remember, I remember you were talking about that, which I think was yeah. really dope. Because yeah. that's something that, like, <clears throat> like I'm a coffee person. Mm-hmm. I got my French press. I got my my uh, espresso maker. I got my ground up so I can wrap my my, my uh, beans and stuff. I do mm-hmm. pour over. I think I have almost every piece of type of coffee that I can make, and um, I am trying to be better about looking for more minority-owned and black-owned like roasters and uh, tea houses because I think that's like a little bit more important, which I think the COVID situation has kind of helped us uh, be a little bit more cognizant of that. Where now we're a little bit more like, yo, let me actually put some time and effort to look for like, you know, black products, you know, black businesses that are doing stuff during this time. Because a lot of people were starting businesses and figuring out, you know, different uh, ways of revenue. And that was like, I think that kind of fueled that fact where like all of us are like, yo, we should support. Listen, um, the the real big issue for me, and that that's what got me into it. What, I mean, I already had Coffee Break, and I was already moving and shaking as far as the music was concerned. But the the civil social unrest of last summer, late last spring, last summer, um, you know, really got us to be like, listen, uh, for minority people, you know, I remember growing up. And buying black was a terrible thing. Like you don't want to do that. <laughs> buy black for what? Oh. Now I look at it. Now I look at it like that is the stupidest thing that you could ever tell me. Like no one could ever tell me now not to buy black <laughs> ever. You might get smacked. For yeah. real. No, you're right. Well, you, you, know, you know what it is? Is because as we were growing up, we always looked at black-owned properties as inferior. Inferior or shaming yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think, you know, shout out to like early stuff like Fubu and those things. That was like the first time when we're like, oh shit, like it's on this on the same level as like another brand. And we're like, oh, they're and they're clocking the dollars and actually putting in the quality as well. And I think but then after after that kind of age, you're right. Like buying black was or um like for instance, like um I'm I'm an artist and I went to school for illustration and animation. And so for a long time, I didn't really know that many black artists. And so I took a time and I was like, you know what? I'm going to be a little bit more cognizant of my of my people that are actually creating artwork and doing that and supporting as well. But as I started to look and search, there was a lot of crappy shit. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. And it was just, and it was like, they, it was almost like to buy my, my mixtape, buy my, uh, my, uh, my album, you know, thing in the street and being in New York. And it's just like, yo, I'm not going to buy yourself just because you're black. I still want quality because if yeah. we don't, if we don't support the quality stuff, then it's like, it is, it's going to be that aspect of the inferior type of stuff. And I think, um, when I started going to a lot of the comic cons in New York, I would start to seek out like way more like, okay, these are black artists that I like, yo, this is dope. I really want to support. And then, you know, uh, be more cognizant to do that. And then once we start to do that, then 
I think all of us will kind of rise up um, at the same level as opposed to just, you know, that one um, unicorn that just made a lot of money or whatever, whatever. But then, like, there's a lot of Black people that are doing some dope stuff. And I think we need to all start to seek them out and start to put more dollars into them, what they're doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I, I think last summer was one of those one of those things where it, it, it you know, it, people have been doing that for a long time. Um, but it's been in very small pockets. And even even if they even in small pockets, like in, like I may tell you about, oh, this is this is black owned company that's dope or whatever. I may tell you about it, but that word of mouth ends right there. Yeah. So you may buy and I may buy, but we're not really telling everybody else to buy. Yeah. That shit is over now. Like all of that yeah. is over. Um, like now it's like, you know, you tell anybody who will listen, like this is where you need to go. Yep. You know, for, for different things. So and you know, no. and I started to see that I started to see that with the coffees and teas and, and stuff like that. So I was like, oh, we just need to continue to keep doing that. So um uh I haven't done that yet since we moved to Twitch. Um, and the reason why is because I'm waiting, you know, I'm still trying to figure out, you know, all the back end stuff like stream yards and questions behind the scenes. That is in particular to me bringing back season two of, of, of that aspect of coffee break where we can talk to. Yeah. Um, and so uh, in Coffee Break, you started to, you started to talk to people and you were doing a 30 minute mix. And then you started to, t- to have a 30 minutes where you talk to different people, entrepreneurs, authors, yeah. and that kind of influencers. And so how did that kind of uh, naturally progress? Because before it was just mixing. And then you started to talk to people. And then it didn't, and, it got, and that actually became another, another part of it that became, that drew more people in as well. Um, uh, how did that come about? I think that came about because. Um, the idea of wanting to talk to these coffee and tea on tea owners was always there. I only had one person that I knew personally that had a tea company. Um, but there were other people that I knew that had, you know, um, either had or were starting their own businesses and they wanted, you know, some sort of exposure. They looked at me and they was hitting me on the side, like, yo, can you, yeah. Can you do an interview or something like that. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Next thing you know, I had like, I had nine straight weeks of <laughs> interviews from mm-hmm. like, you know, from like August to like October. Yeah. So, um, um, so that's how that came about. Um, it kind of happened organically. And, 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 you know, I, I was like, well, it doesn't necessarily have to be coffee and tea owners. It could be people who own any minority business. Yeah. Um, who, you know, at this particular point, they can talk about what they do in their business and how that can relate to you. So um, I felt like Coffee Break was becoming more of a community. So I felt like, you know, we should have this Rolodex of people that if we need something, you know, we can we can, you know, we can look back on this particular episode and we can reach out to this particular person. Yeah. And 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 you know, say, yo, I, I saw you on coffee break and you know, I'm I need this or whatever. Yeah. And, and that's where I got that from. So on Instagram, you know, you started getting cut off more often, just like a lot of other people have been. And yeah. you kind of made that decision of like, well, you know what? It's time to end Instagram. And I think a lot of DJs have to have that same notion because at the end of the day, you know, Instagram is a third party platform. It's not yours. It's not ours. It's not, <laughs> they literally could do whatever they want. So 
you know, trying to depend on it for our business or anything like that, it, to a point works. But if it's not really helping you, you could go somewhere else. And so you try to make that switch transition into Twitch. And, you know, Twitch is primarily for, you know, uh, video games and stuff. And then all of a sudden, there's an explosion of DJs. Because, <laughs> like, everyone is on there. All the Vegas DJs are on there. The LA DJs, the Bay Area ones. You know, yep. New York's on there. And, like, you know, I knew Twitch because I was already um, on Twitch for, like, video games and, like, beat making and that kind of stuff. And then now, it's all these DJs. And, then, like, you were talking about before, uh, green screens and having, like, all the lights. And, like, <laughs> it's a full-on production now. <laughs> it's television production. Yes. <laughs> You have become, if you are a, a DJ, it doesn't matter who you are, man, woman, if you're a DJ and you're on Twitch, ladies and gentlemen, you are a content producer. Yeah. 100%. That's what you are. Yep. 100%. And I think the wearing, like before, you know, people that were content producers in terms of DJs and that kind of such, it was, that was the extra. And it was mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm a DJ, I'm in the club, I have my mixtapes, so I have this and that, and then I have a following on Instagram, so then I might do extra stuff. But now it's almost like it's it's a it's a must now. If you're a DJ, you're producing content. Yeah, a hundred percent. And and you have to look at it as such. You're 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 kind of no longer just DJing. So yeah. the best way I look at it is, and 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 you know, Rachel will get mad at me when I say this, but. I look at it like um, the best example would be uh, to me, uh, one of the people that I grew up watching for decades would be Vince McMahon. Mm. He does not, he is not in the wrestling business. He's in the content business. Yeah. He was one of the first people to do, you know, internet like like he's doing. You know what I mean? Oh, you're right. That WWE network was. You see, like Paramount and Disney Plus and all that. He's been doing that shit. Yeah, he's been doing that. Yeah, and he did that like five years ago. Like you know, what I mean, like yeah, to have his own network. And he tried to do it with television, and it didn't work. And it was like, oh, they 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 didn't want to fund him. So he was like, oh, I have to do this internet thing. Yeah. Oh, well, then why don't we just do this internet thing and keep it moving? We already have the website. And what's crazy for Vince McMahon is like I didn't realize like WWE is the umbrella for like thirteen different companies. He got yes. podcasts, he got videos, yep. he got his own uh, streaming service. He has a production company for TV. He has a production company for movies. He has an in-house creative team. I, you know, I, I, I was like I interviewed over there, that's so why I know. And then <laughs> yeah. that dude stopped. That dude, that dude left the wrestling business in the eighties, and yeah. people don't even realize that. No, nah, you're no, you're right, and I think now that's the part that I'm curious um, as a DJ going forward because we'll eventually get out of COVID. Eventually, yes, it's, it's we'll like you know, um, best guesstimates will probably be late summer, more than likely Christmas. Honestly, probably this time next year. But eventually, when everything kind of pops back open, because I mean, um, for a lot of your weddings that you're getting booked on, mm-hmm. did they just push it to 2022, 2021? Do virtual? Like, how did that look? Some of them, yes. Um, some of them probably just was like, you know what? I'm not even booking a date. Like, what am I booking a date? I don't know if, it, you know, I don't know when we're going to be able to do this for, you know, as as the way we want to. Yeah. And by that time, it could be two or three years down the road. Doesn't really matter at that point because they already married. True. 
No, you're right. It doesn't really matter. Um, so <laughs> I, I feel like I'm going to lose some of them. I do have one this year that's supposed to happen this year, regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, in in uh, in DR, um, you know that's not until around Halloween, but that'll be the one that first one that's really been rescheduled. Um, but the other ones we we haven't we haven't discussed dates or anything like that. So I might lose them, but uh, if anything. Weddings will be the first thing that returns. Yeah. Um, the last thing that will return for me will be corporate. Yep. 100%. That will be the last thing that returns. At least, at least at the way that it was. Yeah. Now they may return virtually. Um, but the way that it was, yeah. I mean, I was I was, doing, I was doing I was doing Google events, like you know what I mean? Like those ain't coming back. <laughs> Google's not coming back. Like they're not even coming back to their offices. So yeah, yeah. It, it was, I was thinking about it too because you know part of the the fun part of corporate was the you know Christmas parties or yeah. the you know, events that like hey you know we're rewarding all the employees you guys had a crazy quarter blah 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 you know we have music food or dirge or mingling you get to keep other people that in the in the the corporate atmosphere that you never really talked to or just like kind of walk by or whatever and like that whole social aspect is being pulled out now and then. Yeah. Um, and then I mean, also, I, I, I'll tell you this: Rachel's company or her old company, who she worked for, um, but she still did work for last year. Um, they sent us a Christmas gift of a box of premium steaks. <laughs> nice. Now that's you know it was like two three hundred two 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 hundred fifty dollars worth of steaks, but if a, if if you're going to if you're going to be in a company and you're going to take a Christmas party that you don't love just for the fact of an open bar, yep. or you're going to take these $250 steaks, I'm going to take the steaks. Yeah, you're right. And I'm going to take that. And, and I, it also I, saves you money if you're in a company. I'm about to say the same thing because, you know, those parties, especially like the Viacom ones, like the Viacom parties are big. Like every channel have theirs, they have the overall Viacom joint and like, you know, now they're saving a ton of money on that. Bro, um, just a happy hour alone is stupid. Yeah. The bill for the happy hour alone. <laughs> then the bill for, I'm not, not should say happy hour, the bill for, for unlimited, sorry, unlimited yeah. alcohol. The bill for the food, the bill for the venue, the bill for the entertainment. Like, it's, it's, it's yeah. Oh, here's this two hundred fifty dollars steak. Merry Christmas! Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be interesting too because you know, and then also back to your for DJing, mm-hmm. you are really good in the mic. Like you, like one of the things that was different for me going from California to the Bay Area to New York was like almost every dope DJ was nice in the mic. Like mm-hmm. their hosts, you know, they can control the crowd that whole nine. And so a lot of your DJing was with you know the the give and take of the energy of the crowd. Like you, people came to people came specifically to see DJ Kamish. Like how they have the energy, that conversation you have as your crowd. Now, how is that trying to transition virtually? Where you know, are you still? How are you being able to DJ with and, and still give the same energy that you give? Because I've seen your lives and you still have a good energy about it. But now it's a different mentality to kind of push that out you know, to bring it out of me. I should say. I think it's because um, I think I do just enough on the mic. Which means I don't, I'm not, I don't carry a party with my voice. I don't. I, yes, I do speak on the mic and yes, I do, you know, do what I need to do to hype up the crowd. But it's, 
in addition to the music. It's not yeah. over the music. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, when you're over the music and it's about you being as animated as possible, it's a little bit difficult to be animated in front of a camera with no audience. Yeah. Um, yeah. For me, for me, it's um, I find it easy for me because as long as people are are in the chat room reacting to things that I'm saying, I'm fine with it because I feel like I'm having a conversation with people. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's 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 fine by me, but I'm not. I'm still giving you the music, so it's still not over the music per se. Yeah, the music still is. This music still is the priority. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think, and then also as people are having more conversations in the chat, you actually are building more of a community now because now people Absolutely. are starting to know. You have mods now. Um, you know, mm-hmm. and now as you're starting to transition, you're, you're an affiliate, so now you're starting to have your own like emojis and those types of things. And you know, yep. I think the community aspect of the DJing part is starting to be a little bit better now because now people get really um, excited about following their specific DJ that they want to see, you know, and, yeah. and then when, when then when everybody gets together and you guys do other parties or um, other streams, then people kind of follow with that. I think that's the part that's been kind of interesting now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when people, you know, people get up in the morning and they watch coffee break, coffee break is on at 1030 in the morning, Eastern time, you know, people come in, they know they pour in their first cup. <laughs> they know they, they know, they know they're going to talk about what they drinking or something like that. It's, you know, it's a real sense of community. Um, and, and that's super important in this age of, of streaming. Yeah. Um, the reason why D nice, uh, became what he became was because of that sense of community within that chat room. Yeah. Um, I think that's how, um, that like versus kind of had that as well, where it's like, yeah. when they were doing their, when they were doing their streams on versus like, everyone was checking it out. Like all other celebrities and other artists, they were all in the chat like, oh, that was dope. Or like, you know, and they were actively commenting. So when um, when they had Beanie Man and Rihanna uh, said something and everyone was like, oh, Rihanna's here? Just like hanging out and listening to this? And yeah. it kind of, it added to that sense of community where like, you know, uh, E-40 and T-Short, same thing. It was a bunch of Bay Area rappers in there and they were all commenting and talking and having this conversation. So I think what we've lost in a lot of the in-person stuff, we've kind of gained a little bit in terms of that, you know, chat community and that aspect of it where folks are, you know, everyone can kind of mingle and have a conversation. Yeah, you're not getting that in the club at all. <laughs> you're not getting that. Like, you know, people tell people say that um, you know, you know <laughs> streaming is terrible and and I've heard some negative things about it, like, oh, it's not the same as being in a club. No, it's not the same. It's not the same because you can go in a club and just talk to your friends yep. and not and or or just not talk to anybody. Maybe maybe, you know, the bartender or something like that. You just hanging out with them. There is no sense of community. Yeah. At all X amount of people that's in that spot is all chatting with each other. You're not getting that at a regular. Club. No. You're not doing that. even yeah. at soca parties. You're not doing that. <laughs> Even that's so good. You know what I mean? Like you're not talking to everyone. Yeah. Unless you know everyone in there. Yeah. And then you know what I mean? actually so party, a lot of people do know everybody. That's, that that is true. Yeah. But, but even then, you know, you're right. And I think that's um that's the most interesting aspect of it because you know, I think out of everyone in the streaming realm, 
twi- uh, video gamers and like some of the podcast hosts and all that. I think DJing to me has kind of uh, capitalized on that community aspect the best. Where it's like now you have like-minded people that like the types of music that you spin kind of coming together and then you start to meet people and all that kind of stuff. Um, You were also doing some stuff on Clubhouse. Clubhouse is like the new thing that everyone wants to talk about right now. Yet another platform that Black people don't own, but we like to talk about it all the time. We gave them some money. I, I, you know, listen. I was I was not a fan of Clubhouse at first, and we gave them some money, and you know now people are upset, and I'm like, I mean, you, but you gave this to them. What are you talking I, about? I think that's our main. Uh, going back to what we're talking about in terms of black owned businesses, it's like people always want to. They they're like, you know, we can support black people. Da, 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 da. There are tons of black developers. Um, you know, founders, entrepreneurs, but they're not getting the types of uh, revenue or investment dollars that a lot of these other, you know, white boys are getting. Because like, you know, you know, white boys will come in, they'll have like a two slide deck and they'll have a really shitty idea. And they're like, you know what? Take take a mill. See what you can do with that. Yeah, yeah 100%. <laughs> Black developers will come in with a full on deck, a full presentation. They're like, I don't know if there's a real audience for that. <laughs> oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. It's um, crazy. So with for Clubhouse, um, what have you been? What's what's the 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 one like chat room that you've been kind of doing? Um, so there's a, um, a, a the same person who helped uh, who who I credit for creating Coffee Break. Um, she created her own room. Uh, shout out to Suzette. Um, she created her own room in Clubhouse called um, Black Love. It's a Black Love channel. Uh, uh, so every Sunday. They have conversations about, uh, you know, love relationships and and and, um, and just, you know, uh, uh, overall community of goodwill and, and just and just, you know, being, you know, positive towards each other and just learning from each other. So. Um, so every, you know, it's a once a month thing where we do a, a, a black love episode where we will set whatever theme is to music and have people come up and talk about, you know, what their favorite love songs or what their favorite songs were to them and what these songs mean to them as far as in their life and in their relationships with whomever, whether it be uh, a significant other or, or family, friends, whatever. So, um, so I'm the DJ for that. Um, and that happens. The next one actually is Sunday. Mm, nice. The Sunday. Um, so, yeah. So nah, we do one at least once a month. But uh, this month, this particular month, is back to back weeks. There's two different programs, but they're both in, in, in that Black Love channel. So, okay. yeah. Uh, yeah. Clubhouse has been interesting just for the aspect of like the what the platform was made for and then what Black people have kind of made, made it. Which is crazy. I was talking to my mods about that today. I was like, they was like, well, why don't you DJ on, 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 on Clubhouse? And I'm like, because it's more of a production than Twitch. Yeah. And they was like, are you, they was like, are you for real? It's just audio. I was like, yeah, I need two phones to be to yeah. DJ on Clubhouse. Yep. 100%. Clubhouse was not built for us to do music. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah, 100%. Because then you would have, yeah. Yeah. That, just, yeah, because there are two phones, one to look at everything. One connected to your iRig, and then oh, that's just yeah, it's, a, it's a job and a half. Yeah. And then you're 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 changing because Clubhouse is not built like the rest of these apps and and services or whatever. Your levels 
is all jacked up. Yeah. Wherever your levels are for Twitch, it is considerably too loud for Clubhouse. Damn, nuts. So you have to you have to go through a whole new sound check and all that kind of stuff, and then remember where your stuff was. <laughs> So now, as DJ, you're a DJ, a content producer, uh, mm-hmm. an audio engineer. <laughs> basically, basically, an audio engineer with no degree. You know, it's crazy. Uh, a content producer, videographer with no with no degree and no experience. Yep. Like you're you're learning on the fly. Like you know, and when you, one thing you do know is if, 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 if especially when you're into audio is when you set something, you don't want to touch it again. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, right. So you might have to get a whole phone that's just your clubhouse phone. Oh, I do. <laughs> I have one. It's 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 it, and it's labeled in Clubhouse as DJ Commish Sound. <laughs> How crazy is that? Oh man, so nuts. But mm-hmm. it also just further goes that you know the DJs have been evolving to like meet the times and the challenges that's going on. Because at the end yeah. of the day, we still got to spin. And I think yeah. um, they that. Mm-hmm. figuring that out is kind of like part of it. So before it was like, crap, my mixer, the sound's not coming to the mixer. Now it's like, my sound's not coming to Twitch, but I'm not, it is going through Facebook, but it is not going through Clubhouse. And then, so you, so they just like, we had the same types of problems, but now they've evolved into more of a technology-based situation. Let me see if I can find something here. Um, so I mentioned to you earlier about the Go mixer, right? So I bought the Go mixer at first, but because I'm on Clubhouse, I had to buy an iRig. <laughs> so now I have both because with Clubhouse, they only you, you can only do it on iRig. You can't a no go mixer is, is no is no is no good. That's, so man, so nice. So it gets it gets as technical as that. You know yeah. what I mean? So, um, but that's 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 the that's the world that we live in, and you got to make the adjustments on the fly, and and uh, yeah, that's what it is. And yeah. so. So now, you know, you used to have a bunch of different types of parties um, and each party was branded individually, which is one of the mm-hmm. cool things because um, unlike a lot of DJs, you know, most DJs would have I'm a DJ at this club, I'm at this person's party, but you would actually produce events. You know, you guys have, you know, the flyers and you'd have, you know, your own special list for each one of these things. Um, mm-hmm. How are you going to transition some of those brands into digital or are you, or are you just going to kind of let them be for a little bit and let them come back with, you know, veil is lifted and we're all back in the real world? Um, I tried when I first started on, um, on Twitch regularly, uh, I was doing my eighties and nineties party called new Jack. And I was doing my South of the city party, which is my all Southern party. I was doing that every Tuesday and Thursday. And there were people who, you know, again, I was just starting out. So my numbers weren't great, but there were people who, who lived for both, right? Um, but between that and coffee break end up being too much. So I end up cutting out all of my evening stuff. And um, to this day, uh, I haven't really committed to an evening schedule, although I will this week for birthday purposes. Yeah. Um, uh, but what I do with coffee break is, is that I, I have now started to theme out coffee break so mm. i can play different yeah, you know, different types of music but here's the interesting thing about that is that i even have to promote that now yeah because what you can't for me I, I was just going out there and 
and playing as if oh these people are here for coffee break and they're here for me and no nah, that's not the case yeah <laughs> i mean they are they are there are there are some hardcore fans that it doesn't matter what i play they're going to be there and they're going to tune in but there are other people who walk in the room and be like what's going on here nah i'm cool i don't i'm yeah. not familiar with this and yeah. i'll walk off yeah um and again you're into you're in a content business but you're also in the um what's the what's the you're also in the retention business yeah and i was right. like like, did you find that your audience kind of rock with you from Instagram? Well, I should say that from live into Instagram into now Twitch, or did you see a drop off where you like you start to gain new followers? Oh, serious drop off! Like no one has Twitch. <laughs> the people, the people, the people who the the hardcore followers who are on Twitch are people for the most part that I've known over the years who stopped going to my live events because they, you know, they have kids, you know, they're getting older, whatever. They stopped going to my live events and they found me on Instagram and then moved on to Twitch. Makes sense. That makes a lot of sense, actually. Because this is their party. Yep. Nope. That makes a lot of sense. When they come back out, they ain't coming out. Yep. They may if they do come out, it may be for my birthday or something like that. But they're not coming out. Yeah, because they're adults. That's just, right. I mean, and like you said, the, the the transition where I think that's the most interesting too. Where it's like the people that were homebodies already now they can kind of be part of the community again. Yeah. And then kind yeah. of say what's up, like yo, I haven't seen you in a minute. You know that kind of aspect of it. And I think that's um that is and it caters perfectly to what we all are now, which is a bunch of shut ins. So yeah. <laughs> But it, 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 I think it's great for them because they get to party on their terms. Yeah, hundred percent. That's how they look at it, or at least that's how I think they look at it. Yeah, they yeah, get to yeah, party yeah. on their terms. They still get the same energy, the same music, the same, you know, that, that same feeling, and they get to be in that chat room with like-minded people, and um, you know, that's their community. Yeah, and um, and they would not be getting that if even if they were in the club, they wouldn't be getting that. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. No, that's a good point. That's crazy because I think, like you're saying, that transition of people that are enjoying this type of entertainment as opposed to being in the clubs, like, you know, going going because there's people on your Thursday uh, happy hour joints, but they were there every Thursday, like part of the routine for their week. I'm at work, you know, blah, 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 boom, work ends. I go straight to, you know, vice. I'm sitting there until whatever. That's part of the routine. And then there's other people that are just like, man, I'm too old for that. or I just don't feel. I got responsibilities and those. And now, you know, you're starting to see those type of people come kind of come back into the fold. And other folks are like, as they start to transition into what they want to do in terms of the music and how they're trying to in- intake that, kind of kind of figure that out. Um, yeah. That's dude. It's just like, like I said, like us talking now and us talking a year ago. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a year ago, I was still DJing. I, I, you mm-hmm. know, I was my, my birthday party would have been this coming weekend. Yep. 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 And, and that was like, my first major event of the year, and it was my last. <laughs> the, uh, it was the first production of, of of events that I do. So yeah. my last event was the Biggie Party. That literally was the the last major event that yeah. I did. And it was weird because a lot of people are asking me, you know, how was I transitioning with you know just being indoors all the time and that kind of stuff. And I'm like, yo, I've been living in the burbs and I've been in the desert for the last two years, so I was already doing this. <laughs> 
I was it was, it was you know? yeah, for me, like I, I, you know, I live just north of New York City, so I like being able to sleep at night. <laughs> I like that. I mean, <laughs> I like that. I don't always go to bed, you know, at at a, at a, at a decent hour, but when I do, I like to sleep at night. So, yeah. um, so I I welcomed it for a little bit. Um, I I never got really stir crazy. Um, and now I prefer, you know, the, for New York, we're we're supposed to be opening back up. Mm, I think this weekend, actually, as a matter of fact, this weekend. So I'm supposed to return to live spinning next week. Ooh, I'm not looking forward to that right now. Yeah, I'm not. did you get your vaccine already? I have not. I'm not eligible for that yet. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I don't know. Although I, although I do understand that they they giving out vaccines in my old hood at Yankee Stadium, so I mean, you might have to you might have to look into that before you go to before you go to your uh, in person. I I recommend it, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think now I've been telling you for the last five years that you should have your own podcast on sports. Yes, 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 yes. You have no room in your life for any type of podcast containing sports, but the New York Knicks right now, mm-hmm. I can actually say I pay attention more now than I did before because no one thinks they're going to do anything. Uh, everyone on there is brand new, roughly, and mm-hmm. they're actually fun to watch. <laughs> they are. They are. Um, they're like a scrap yeah. team. They 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 play defense. So so they they so the funny thing is is that you know New York basketball right now on the low. <laughs> I shouldn't even say New York basketball. I should say tri-state area basketball on the low is actually okay. decent yeah. because you know everybody's looking at the Brooklyn Nets, but the Knicks are doing okay. Yeah. Um, we don't expect them to. You know, they're not going to win the yeah. championship or anything like that, but. Even if they got to, you know, they have this expanded playoff. So even if they got to the right now to the eighth seed, so even if they got to a, a ninth or tenth seed, they're still getting into a playoffs. Yo, if right? they get into the playoffs, there might be a, a parade. <laughs> there might be. There might be. Um, and 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 you know, on a college basketball scene, Rutgers is ranked. Like Rutgers. Weird. Rutgers is ranked. Like I think they're 25. Don't understand. Um, They got this kid named Ron Harper Jr. Who knew? Who knew that? Ron Harper's son is at Rutgers playing ball, (laughs) doing work. And see, I think that's the other aspect. Is like when basketball restarted up again. I'm like, did did we just have a championship? Like that? We blinked. It was literally already there to go back into the season. They had the bubble time, and they went back in. So that's why I was surprised. They they had to get the schedule right. Yeah, nice. It's crazy, and then uh, Base, baseball's arguing about that now. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing. That's that's even more. I mean, they were having whole teams having COVID. I'm like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, they they're, they're a mess, but you know, I you could care less about what baseball does because you know, although I, I you know I enjoy the game, I watch the game, and 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 when they get their stuff together. You know, it's it's a great game to watch. The, the World Series was great. The Dodgers winning was great. Um, Tampa Bay making it was great, even though yeah. my Yankees got beat. Um, but 
the behind the scenes between the players union and the league themselves. Yeah. These yeah. two just don't get along. They don't like each other. They do whatever they can to spite each other. So anything that goes on in the offseason, you just take it with a grain. I don't even pay attention to them no more. I'm like Mike Wilbon. I don't pay attention. <laughs> I could care less about the bickering. Nobody has time to watch two old people bicker. Yep. 100%. No one has the time for that. And baseball is the old people because they've been around since the 1800s. Yeah. So you guys have had 140 years to get it together, 150 years. And Still you guys are even worse now. So <laughs> I don't even want to hear y'all. When y'all do decide to play and that first pitch is being thrown, let me know. I'll yeah. be in there. You know? And then lastly. Basketball. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, no, go ahead. I was going to say on the basketball side, you know, again, you know, the, the the two, the two New York teams are doing well. Rutgers is doing well on 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 the college front. Seton Hall is still a tournament team, and my St. John squad is 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 looking really good. They're like, apparently, they were the team of the week. They were the they, they're on a six game winning streak and like the hottest team in the country right now. You know, see, I can see you doing more of a college uh, basketball because you pay attention a little bit more, especially in the tri state, and yeah. then. You know, and we'll see more to talk about. Um, yeah. And then lastly, Super Bowl just passed. Yeah. Tom Brady did win his seventh. That's what it is. Seven out of mm-hmm. ten. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we were talking about it before, but, you know, the uh, that roundabout talk that happens every time he wins something, is he like the greatest athlete of all time? Blah, 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 blah. And um, which is, you know, one, hilarious. But two, mm-hmm. like, yo, we could acknowledge that he's the greatest quarterback of all time and we could just move on from there. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, he is, he's the greatest quarterback, but you know, people say he's the greatest of all time. Greatest athlete of all time. Come on, man. He's not even the best. He's not even the best player in his old city. Like, I mean, you talking about six in, in Boston. That's great. Yeah. But there's a guy, there's an older guy who's in his eighties right now. His name is Russell. He's got 11, nine as a player, and two as a player coach, which we will never see again. Yeah. I was, we will never see a player coach the closest, again. The closest you would see is if Jordan did it, and Jordan was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> you will never, that will never be allowed to have a player coach ever again. Like the whole staff has to die without yeah. the team in order for that to happen. I'm not surprised he got to do it for as long as he did. Yeah. That's just crazy. But yeah, you're right. No, I think the um, you know, Mahomes, young kid, he, he won last year. He'll be back. You know, you know, he got a little knock on the chin this time, but he, he definitely got some lessons to learn, which I think is probably a good thing, honestly. It probably mm-hmm. was better for him to lose than actually win, just for that fact that now he has to like adjust. And then um and then Brady, you know, Brady's Brady. <laughs> It's like we know you're good. It's cool that you got another one. We, we can give you the you know greatest quarterback of all time situation, and then we can move on from that. We don't have to add you into the best athlete of all time or all the other dumbness that people want to say about. It's just like, nah, man. <laughs> it's like, I mean, if I was if I was him, I'd walk away. Just, just uh, you know, I know he's not going to. Obviously, he's going to want to play until he's fifty. Yeah, but um, you know, I would walk away just because he he accomplished what he needed to accomplish. You know, Belichick yeah. is at home sick. Ain't nobody talking about Belichick right now. Exactly. No one's talking yeah. about Belichick or the Patriots. Yep. 
That's, that, that was the one thing I was thinking because I was like, there's not much left on the checklist. There's except, literally nothing left. Except for winning without Belichick and he's done that. And so like, you know, there's Gronk, nothing left. Yeah, Gronk's like, oh, I want a second one, I'm out. And then, you know, other than that, there's really nothing else for him to do. AB you know. got one. Like, there's nothing left for this guy to do. Nothing. Yeah. That's great. Oh, that's right. AB and Fournette, too. Fournette got one, too. Oh, so nuts. But yeah, that's, I think that's the most interesting part. Like, NFL next season is going to be super interesting just in general. But I think you're right. Brady will play until they have to wheel him out. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he will. And, um, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, um, what's interesting is, 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 the free agency of these quarterbacks because mm, yep. because Brady following in in LeBron James footsteps yep. and now everybody is being traded so it's going to be interesting to see what happens between now and the NFL draft uh, this may be one of the more interesting NFL off seasons to date yeah I agree because sure. now it'll, it'll not as many people are going to be depending on the draft for things because there'll be so much out there and so now they can just be like. Now you look, it's like, oh, I need a quarterback. Well, there's 10 of them out there that are dope and probably could fit into your system. Where before yeah. it's like, ah, there's only like three. Let's bring some people out of retirement. <laughs> Listen, now it's man. like, there's mad people out there. Everybody's getting calls. Like even the Jets got calls about Sam Darnold. They, they, you know, people want people want him. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I mean, you know, you know what? I just I just heard a story today about Russell Wilson. Like they like they think like, you know, the Seahawks may think about trading him. Because because his his value has diminished because he's taken so much hits. Wow! You need somebody fresh. I'm like, why don't y'all get him an offensive line? He may be able to stand another ten years. You know, you're talking a lot of logic right now. You need to calm down with that. Just saying. Just saying. I mean, it, it, it happened with Brady. Brady's 43. Brady moves. You know, Brady doesn't move at all. Nope. Like. They, and they had a nice, they had a nice offensive line. Um, yeah. I better stop. I better, I better comment now. Now before we talk off sports for the next two hours. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure, for um, sure, man. But it was, it was definitely a pleasure to be on. And thank you for having me. For sure. Yeah, man. I'm glad. I'm like I said, I'm trying to do this a little bit more often and uh, reach out to the homies, kind of have the conversations, and then also um, to highlight what folks is going on. And so I have all your um, a lot of your things going on in the descriptions. Make sure that you have all your, your socials and all that good stuff too. And then, um, you know, dust off my DJ skills to, to guest on the coffee break one of these days. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. For sure. For sure. Now that, you know, now that we're, we're figuring out how to have guests on and and, and, and and I could bring back season two, then yeah, we can do that for sure. Definitely do. All right, man. Thanks for coming on. And uh, so my friends are fresh. Out. Appreciate it. My Friends Are Fresh is a Mookie production produced, edited, and hosted by Cameron T. Moore. You can find more of me on Instagram or Twitter at Hey